Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline. And I am Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale, and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea, and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to stand out. Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I'm Madeline and I'm joined by my co-host Ruby. Hi Ruby. Hi Madeline, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Now, before we jump into today's episode, we've not really asked this on the podcast because really, we forgot. (laughs) But we would love if you do love our podcast to give us a like, chuck us a love heart, whatever it is, leave us a review if you can, and even chuck us a follow if you love us that much. It really, really helps the podcast. And you should see my face when I get that little email update when we're in the top 10 marketing podcasts in Australia. Yeah. And I take a screenshot and send it to Maddie. Like we still get butterflies when we get that. So it really does support the podcast and helps us grow um, and allows us to continue to deliver podcasts to you guys. Yeah, because as you know, it is, you know, it's hard. We've got to rock up every month. We've got to do it. We're not getting paid for this. We don't care for that, Mm. but we want to be able to still deliver this. So we want to get it out to as many people as possible. Mm. So thank you in advance. Thank you in advance. So Ruby, what are we talking about today? Today, this is something that I get asked all the time is Mm -hmm. I'm posting consistent content. I'm showing up on social media, but my content isn't converting. I'm not getting sales. So today's episode is five reasons why your content isn't converting as a service provider and what you can do about it. Love it. So the first one is, is that you're not making your audience feel something or see something in themselves in your content. We hear all the time to post valuable content, educational content, inspirational, aspirational content, or educating content, or (laughs) educate Educational? (laughs) Educational content. Um, Someone needs to educate me on that. No, I'm joking. Um, That we really need to think about how we can get our audience to feel something as well. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to get them to take that step to work with you. So how do what is that? So... Focusing on how you can get your audience to feel something is changing from just posting five tips or five hacks on how to X, Y, and Z, because anyone can Google that, to actually sharing stories, sharing social proof, sharing different types of ways of sharing your content or speaking about certain things that allow your audience to feel a certain way and move through that customer journey. So what I mean by that is validating how they're feeling, actually speaking to those deep desires and deep pain points and showing them that you can be the solution to all of their problems. Do you think that sometimes when you're doing those five tips, like for example, five tips to improve your website conversions, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes people don't even know that they're problem aware, that you're, they, they're not 100%. even sure about the symptom that they have. That maybe people are going to those five tips and providing a solution, but people still don't understand why having a low conversion rate is possibly bad for their mm-hmm. business. So they're not addressing that symptom content in Absolutely. their social media. Symptom content is really important, but also storytelling content. Yeah. So if you can actually tell a story about how perhaps if we're talking about website conversion, a client um, perhaps realized that they weren't getting any sales um, and you did a bit of an audit and had a look that they, I don't know, there was something on their website that mm. wasn't converting. Like sh- actually sharing that story 
makes your content a lot more relatable to that person than actually just giving five tips on how to increase your conversion rate. Yeah. So storytelling is massive. We've always, as humans, connected with storytelling ever since we were kids. You know, nursery rhymes teach us lessons and that comes back from um, the root of a story. So really thinking about how you can share stories, client experiences, your own journey in your content can break it down and be a lot more vulnerable and relatable to your audience and allow your audience to actually feel something and see themselves in your content but also in your solution. Yeah, love that. So the next one might sound obvious, but either you're not actually asking for the sale, you haven't been using your call to actions effectively, or on the flip side, your content looks too much like a billboard, like an ad. Mm. You need to find that happy medium. Mm. And again, this is something that a lot of people struggle with, um, and it can take some time to actually get good at creating content in a way that doesn't feel salesy, but allows you to sell every single day. And... We could do a whole podcast episode on different types of ways that you can sell. But again, storytelling content, social proof works really well in this regard. Um, Just, I always talk to embodiment content. So showing that you're the walking, talking, living proof that your offer works. Um, Actually bringing that through your content. So, you know, you see these day in the life, you see these try-ons in e-com, you see... um, yeah, all of this kind of real personal content that then relates back to the offer that works really well in a selling capacity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I do think that having promotional slides for your offers are still really important, but always bring some context back to it. Yep. So speak to face to a face-to-camera video around how excited you are around an offer release, how one of your clients just achieved these incredible results and then have the promotional slides. Yeah, at the end, like a carousel almost. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, always ask for the sale as well and tell them how to buy. I think a lot of the time we make it so hard for our audience to actually purchase from us or book with us that they just give up. Yeah, and maybe they're not clear on what you offer, like Mm. as in in the caption or something, you could be like book a one-on-one call with me or book a whatever, whatever. Mm. People would just say book or like maybe nothing. They don't even put anything. They don't even put anything and yeah. they just expect that people know. Like it might you be, offer. you might be working in the beauty industry and you show perhaps a video of a treatment and you think that that's enough, but you need to let people know that you've got availability, that you're taking bookings for this treatment, that this yep. treatment can help with X, Y, and Z. And the way that you can actually achieve these results is by booking in for a skin consultation, which you can do via the link in my bio. Yeah. Like be clear. Be crystal, super crystal clear. Um, I did have one more point, but I've just lost it. It's just it'll come back. It'll come back, and we'll probably be on. Well, we will be on the next point, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Number three is you aren't building enough trust or likability with your audience. Yes, and I speak a lot around your Instagram funnel or your marketing funnel being you've got the top phase, how to attract an audience, how to actually generate new leads. You've got the bottom phase, which is how to convert those leads. The middle phase is like the glue that connects the two together. And that's how can we actually build that trust and get someone to like us, which is... Yeah. Can I tell, even with e-com, when I've helped some people with their TikTok, I don't think people realise their understanding of how big likability is. Mm. And like, if you have a really boring personality or boring way of speaking... It's actually really hard to sell you as a person. Totally. And I had a client who did some consulting with me on TikTok and I really didn't know how to tell her, but like, I'm like, 
when I watch your content, it's actually bloody boring. Yeah. Like, what she was saying was so good. Yeah. But I'm like, your persona is really bloody shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I had to get around it in a really nice way. And I'm like, we're talking about when you speak, do these like different tones mm. or like maybe pick up, like we had props. Like I was trying to get her to do some more engaging things. I was like, grab a mug, pretend you're having a tea, like do this, sit at your desk. So Maddie, what do you do if you are a boring person? I don't think people know that they're boring though. I even, I have a new client as well. And she wanted me to look at her TikTok. And when I heard her voice, I was like, oh my God, how are you so monotone? Some people be able to connect with her though. Yeah, it's the monotone, isn't it? Look, monotone can sell because some people do I like know. that bland girl. But like, um, but I've already s- said to her, I was like, okay, we're going to do X, Y, Z to like shift the way you speak and be yep. in a different location. But yeah, likability can be hard because some people just don't have that likability factor. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, how do we solve that? How do you know that? Well, I've actually got some tips in my do next you have point. Tips? Okay, do you have tips around likability? Okay, yeah, go so for we'll, it. we'll combine these two. So, likability. I didn't even know that Ruby had that. That was a great segue. No, it, it is a great segue, but I'm going to come back to the trust part in this point. The next one was humanizing your brand and business and showing your personality. So, yeah. kind of connects with this one anyway. We need to make sure that people like you in order to buy from you, especially as a service based provider. You're yeah. going to be working with them one on one. And I'm sorry, but I would never hire a coach that I didn't like. Yeah. Like, how can you work with someone? And I think the way that you can do this, even if you are, quote, unquote, Maddie, um, boring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Um, Share your story. Share your wins. Share your experiences. Share your challenges. Share anything that makes you more vulnerable. Break down that onto the level of your audience. And even if you are boring, I'm sure you will attract people that are similar to you. I think you just got to learn to take a step back and have fun with your content. I know that's a really corny thing to say, but if you are a person who really struck, because I know it comes down to like, sometimes people struggle to talk in front of the camera and I'm so, I totally understand that. Totally. But how can you maybe incorporate some props? I find props Mm -hmm. make people a little bit more engaging or incorporate some different scenery. So you're not in. I think. Yeah, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. You need to learn how to create good content to bring out your personality. Yeah. Like everyone, not there's not one person in this world is so boring that they have no friends. No, exactly. Right? And or no personality. Same, but it's the same thing when it comes to attracting the right people on your account. You're yeah. not going to be unattractive to every yeah. single person. And even if your personality is bitchy, like bring that oh out. Oh my God, own or it. sassy. Or own it. Even if you are a bit more of a shy person, that's still a personality. That's what I'm saying that needs to yeah. like be your persona online. Totally, because it's so obvious when it's not. Yeah. So really lean into who you are as a person and what your personality traits are. And if you aren't comfortable speaking on camera, there are ways that you can either learn to be more confident. Do you know, I did a, um, a media course when I was starting to have to speak more on camera because I was petrified and it was Ooh. the best thing that I did. It was, I was put on the spot. I was asked interview questions as if a journalist was interviewing yeah. me and it really helped me start to do Facebook Lives, which is a big part of my last job. Um, so again, I know we say this a lot of the time, but upskill in areas that you don't feel strong enough in. Mm. Also, the more you create content, the better you'll get at it. So if you've never done a live, just step outside your comfort zone, do your first live and maybe commit to doing a fortnightly live there, like moving forward. Yeah. Um, if you aren't great at speaking face to camera, 
don't speak face to camera to do your sales ads, perhaps film and do a voiceover. And that can be a really yeah, good, that's a good idea. intro uh, way of actually creating content that still allows you to bring your personality through because you're still speaking, but you're doing it over yeah, a different video. Yep. So learn to work with your strengths and learn to hide your weaknesses or make your weaknesses better by upskilling. Yep. So that was the likability. The trust component, I think, is really important to speak to just quickly there. How can we actually show our audience that they can trust us? And I think this comes down to social proof. Yeah. Like people will trust people trust you and your business if other people have experienced good, they've got good results from you or they've had a great experience from you. So how can you show that social proof through testimonials, through case studies, through screenshots of messages that you've got from clients, from screenshots of results, results. green screening, even your results and like talking about the journey that this person went on and what you did for them. Totally. Even taking screenshots of like people signing up to things, people purchasing things. Like Mm. I always say we're like sheep. We follow, (laughs) we just follow what everybody else is doing. And so if you can show that people are moving, more people will move. What about if you haven't got any results yet? What would you do? I think I would probably to build trust. Yep. I think people love a lot of education. So Mm -hmm. I would be more authoritative figure, like trying to really push out as much educational content as I can. Mm Mm-hmm educational content I'd also do a bit of a beta round and get people to test my product or my service so you've got those results really early on um if you're in the service-based industry I'm just thinking for like coaches and consultants share your story share how you've actually built the business or how you've 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 done some work in the industry. You don't start your business being completely unexperienced. How can you pull on that? How can you get perhaps five clients to do one of your services. Like if you're in the beauty industry, can you bring in five clients and do their brows and have those results there for them? If you're in the service-based industry, can you offer coaching sessions and get a review from them? Mm. I've actually got a client who is offering um, strategy sessions as her clarity call or her um, sales call where she's helping people overcome one thing in their business and she knows that will get them a result and that will get her some social proof. Yeah. So think outside the box oh, here to cool. get that I social that proof. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Alrighty, so moving on to number five because we did kind of combine the two there. You don't have any, and this is kind of true, you don't have any kind of long-form content mm. or you are only on one platform. Yeah. And I'm g- we'll speak to both of these. The first being long-form content. If you are a client of mine or you've done any of my courses, you will know that this is like my game changer. Yeah. Think about how you can offer some form of long-form content so that your audience can like you, trust you, and understand your processes really quickly so that it moves them through the customer journey a lot faster. So you're saying a podcast? A podcast is a great idea. (laughs) I, in my business, I've got a podcast. I offer six weekly or every second month I offer a new masterclass. That is where I pitch my services. I always have a lead magnet up. So that might be either a written resource. It might be an audio resource. It might be another masterclass. But Mm. something that's actually going to be building momentum in my business because it's offering them another opportunity to almost try before they buy yeah. And build trust a lot faster. You're also forgetting the main one, TikTok. 
Like I oh, think TikTok, TikTok is the place that can build that long form content. Hundred percent. TikTok. I was also going to move on to like YouTubers still. Yeah, YouTube. Yep. Um, if if you're, uh, yeah, if you're on YouTube, that's another one. If yep. you're a blog writer, that could be another one. Like uh-huh. you're off off blogs. I've seen uh-huh. some. Some can be effective, but yeah. But these off-blogs. are forms of long form yes. content. Forms of long form content. <laughs> Another one, which if you haven't done this already, and it kind of moves on to our second point, you're only on one platform, is email marketing. Oh, 100% email like, marketing. Like start to build your email list, start to actually market to your email list as a way of building that trust and as a way of having almost an omni-channel approach where you're slowly being present and building that awareness across multiple platforms. Yeah. I know you speak a lot to an omni-channel approach. If yes. there's anything you want to No, I, I preach that 100%. Mm. Like being on multiple channels is just something I'm so strong and passionate about mm. and think, yeah, everyone should be on a couple socials, email marketing. Yeah, mm. definitely. And there's ways of doing it that don't actually require you to do too much more content yeah. creation. I'm always repurposing content, especially being in the business for almost three years now. I have three years worth of content that I can repurpose, you know, a social media post into an email, into a podcast episode. Yeah. If I do decide to start a TikTok, I'm sure I can have pull content from that. What I always say to my clients, because I think they go wrong with this, is you can have an overarching bucket of a content. So if you're going to talk about website conversion... It's going to be my thing for today. <laughs> no example. Um, so you, you want to talk about website conversion. You can talk about that on every single channel. I think people try and be like, okay, I'm going to talk about website con- um, conversion Very on TikTok. Silly. On Instagram, I'm going to talk about email marketing. And on my email marketing channel, I'm going to talk about this. You just literally talk about the same topic and you can either regurgitate it in different formats. Mm-hmm. So it might be a carousel post for your Instagram. might be a TikTok video for mm-hmm. your TikTok. You write an email, it's the same shit. You just put it on different platforms. And I think this is what we don't realise is that either people will not see it. Like, it's a crazy stat somewhere between 10 to 20% of your audience will actually see your content. I think it's even less than that, to be honest. Well, 10% is stories, Instagram stories, but yeah. Anyway, it's a very, very small number of your audience. You you know, an average open rate for emails is 30%. That means 70% of people aren't reading your emails. Like, Mm. think about how many people will fall through the gaps. So why not speak about the same thing? Also, you know your topic better than anybody else. It can take three, four, five times of somebody reading the same thing in a different way for it to actually click for them. Yeah. So repurpose. Repurpose. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of the five different reasons why your content isn't converting as a service provider and how you can do something about it. I liked that. I would love to hear people's feedback if they try one of these things and they start to see more conversions. Yeah. Um, so make sure you slide into our DMs and let us know. Yeah. Otherwise, we will chat to you next week. As we mentioned before, please chuck us a follow, give us a love heart, write us a review, whatever you feel like doing. We will love you forever. Forever. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.